Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And welcome to the show where people get in their feelings if you say Peyton Manning is the fourth greatest quarterback of all time, as if that is some type of insult to be the fourth greatest of all time. It's another episode of It's a Black and White Thing, the only sports podcast with brains and bars. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, A1. Um, you can call me Carlos. You can even call me Dan. You can listen to this episode and about, you know, a good chunk of episodes on iTunes. Just do a search for It's a Black and White Thing. Uh, click subscribe, rate, and review. If you're going to leave five stars, we welcome your rating and review. And if you're going to leave anything to and below, don't rate and review. It's just subscribe. Um, you don't have to listen. Just subscribe. Or when you do, just turn it on and just turn the volume down. You don't have to listen to us. But as long as we get those plays, those clicks in, I'm happy. I'm all about clicks. Anyway, if you want to listen to every episode that's ever been done, you can go to SoundCloud.com backslash. It's our Brains and Bars. Check us out there. Same thing for Twitter and Facebook. Search at Brains and Bars. You'll find us there. And as always, I'm joined by the homie A. Ward. What's good with you? What's good? Good, 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 y'all. It's great to be back. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening again for episode, what is this, 24? 24. Jack Bauer edition. So we are out here. Um, That's going to be the name of the episode right there. I don't have to do anything else. There we go. Jack Bauer edition. Jack Bauer edition. Um, Yeah, go on there. Give us five stars. Five stars, which would be equivalent to um, the best, which would be equivalent to Peyton Manning. Um, Probably... I would say there's three quarterbacks of all time that are five-star quarterbacks, and then Dan Marino would be a good four-and-a-half stars, maybe a four-star right at number four. But, um, but yeah, um, some people do get in their feelings because they're passionate about sports and they're passionate about um, the fact that Peyton Manning is top three greatest quarterbacks of all time. So I am AWAR.com. You can go check me out on that website. You can check the battles out on YouTube. Uh, if you're not familiar, I'm a battle rapper. And um, a part-time friend of A1 DLPs now. <laughs> um, <laughs> soon to be looking for a new fantasy football league to join as well. So, <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. But uh, it's good to be back, man. How's your week been? Um, It's been long. It's been long. Like, like if you hadn't already been here, I'd have been like, yo, we just got to try this again another week. Like, it was just kids crying. I mean, kids crying. Work wearing late. It was a wreck on the way here that slowed me down. Just, but anyway, but we're here now, and things are going. Things can only go up from here. Yeah, it can only get better. I feel like you're point. being too hard on yourself. Like you know, I'm not being too hard on myself. I'm just. It was just a. It was tough sledding getting here. It Give was yourself tough the benefit of the doubt. You. I mean, you. It was a different era. You know. I mean. I mean. You're. Anyways. <laughs> so moving on, I'm not rehashing this argument with you. Although I do want to say Los isn't here to defend himself, but why is it? Why am I the problem? Like Cotton was the one who started the whole Manning. It wasn't even slander. It was just putting Manning's career in context. And I'm the one who who I, I get blamed for everything. Shock does this to me. I don't Los think I was does mad this at to you. me. No, no. But he was like, you told Los, you were like, Los left oh. me hanging. He was like, well, A1 did his A1 thing, and it just made me mad. And I'm like, what, what did I do? <laughs> like, I get blamed for stuff all the time in our group that I don't, that I have very little to do with. All I, I didn't ask. I was, first of all, I was just reading the opinions, and then I was asked to give my opinion. I wasn't even going to comment on it. Raise your hand if you were blocked by a Southern Pioneer on Twitter. 
what does this have? He's not on Twitter anymore, actually. I oh, went and looked not. at So in my time hop. Well, I realize now why you're blocked by no, no, Southern no. Right, right, right. Because no, you don't drink sweet tea. That's like, what I'm saying. That has to be it. Hold up. So let me let so today in my time hop, I actually it's like the year anniversary of me like tweeting Bum being like, yo, what did I do? And I and I personally am I am not that person. Like I don't care if I get blocked. I'm blocked by somebody, some conservative radio guy on Twitter because we had like a back and forth a long time ago. And like Todd Storns, some that's his name, Todd Storns. Like I blocked him, he blocked me. I think I might have got the block off first because, you know, whoever gets it off first is like the winner, by the right, way. Right, right, okay. But I, I don't care. Like, I don't care about Todd, Todd, not being able to see Todd Starnes' timeline. But a year ago today, I tweeted Bum B like, yo, like, why? What did I do? How can I fix this, right? And I think that is so lame to do that, but it was just like I was desperate. Not that I want to even <laughs> see It's not that I even want to see his timeline. I just don't want to be blocked by him. Like, that was just it. But anyway, um, yeah. Bun B blocked me. He's not on, but I I clicked on his name. He's not on Twitter anymore. So he hmm. left Twitter. I don't know why, but. Well, know. within context of the argument, and I'll leave it here, I was not mad at anyone that had Peyton Manning listed at number three all time. I was not mad at anybody saying Brady was better than Peyton Manning or Montana was better than Peyton Manning. I merely was not happy with anybody saying that Dan Marino was better than Peyton Manning. That was my argument. That's the end of the story. I don't think it's that close um, just based on the full body of work. I don't think it's that close. What college did Peyton Manning go to? Just by the way, just was curious. Why? The, the <laughs> University <laughs> of Tennessee. Oh, okay. So that may be a little bit of, okay. But I, I, I think that if columnists and analysts around the world and people would tend to agree with me. I think if you took a poll, you know, not maybe on my Facebook or not on the Miami's fans yeah, Facebook. Yeah, because because on Facebook Well, first off, Marino was getting some traction. He was catching some traction, but also that he was I mean, it was still pretty pretty plain and simple people were like Peyton Manning. But I think that's what you would get. I think you would get a good seventy to thirty on Peyton over over Marino if you took an unbiased poll. I think maybe 60-40. I, I will say that Peyton Manning is probably the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Well, I'll tell you who's not getting 40. You, tonight. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, that, that, was, that was it? Was that in, my, in my introduction and, and dismissal? Okay. Okay. I am done. <laughs> Bars. No, I'm but, just kidding. So, to give everyone the full context of what was happening, um, out of nowhere, Shock just busted into our group and just was like, here's the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And he had, like, these two tiers. I don't remember what that those tears were. I'm pretty sure it was something that, you know, was like it was in the shock manner, kind of like, what? How could you have this quarterback here and that quarterback there? Yeah. Um, Cotton came in. Cotton has been on the show once. He did our first kind of barbershop episode. He ridiculed the list, went from there, and then, like, a couple of guys got highly offended because, one, that Manning was not number one and one particular person, and then a war was just upset that Marino was over uh, Manning, and there were a couple of us in the group that felt that way, and so there was this lengthy back and back, back and forth, um, in which I was not even a part of until my opinion was asked, and then it was just like, oh, my God. And then I get blamed for these things just because I offer my opinion. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm the one with the show. I don't know. I, don't I probably know. should have been more upset that Reese had Marino over Brady. Yeah. So I could I – could, 
if I think if I could sit in in the fortress of Takeitude and think about it long enough, Take I think I might be able to come up with the with a logic and a reasoning why man why Marino should be number one. But I just don't care enough to really sit in the fortress for that long and try to think of it. And for those of you wondering, the fortress is my bathroom. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, but you know, I take it, dude. No bars, bars. There you go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't really care that enough to to really try to sit that long and try to come up with reasons why Marino is better than Montana or Brady or Rogers or Manning or whatever. My whole logic for having Marino over Manning was. He came. It's the it's the era. He came in an era where you could be a lot more physical with the wide receivers. You could basically kill them if they went over the middle. And he put up numbers that that when you see in today's context, you at with the way the passing game has evolved in NFL, you kind of just shrug your shoulders at those kind of numbers that he put up in 1984. He was 20 to 25 years ahead of his time with less talent on both sides of the ball. So it was basically impossible for him to win the championship. Um, Clayton and Duper were cool. Okay. Name the best running back he ever had on his team. The best tight end he ever had on his team. Name the Hall of Famers that played on the Miami Dolphins during his tenure. You can't. And with Montana, with Brady, with Manning, um, you can name several Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball. Yes, he had Don Shula. But it's the error. So I don't. Again, I'm not trying to rehash this whole thing. You can tell us what you think. You can hit us up. Marino or Elway. Or, uh, Elway. Marino or Look Manning. At the slander. Marino Look, or Manning. Didn't even remember his name. Who do you got? So again, I'm not trying to really rehash that whole thing because we, we're trench. We're entrenched in our in our various positions. We're not coming over to the other side. Says the guy who started the podcast off with. People get in their feelings when you talk about Marino and Manning. But y'all and did. And he's like, I'm not trying to really rehash the whole thing. Well, you you brought – we had to give the full context because people don't understand yeah, what the whole true. thing was about. So that's I'm just true. giving the whole context. That's all. Let us know what you think, and we already know the answer, so it doesn't really matter. Marino or Manning, who was better? Who was better? Just so. Alphabetically, Manning is just a little bit better than him too. Man, okay. Anyway. Hmm. So anyway, uh, we're moving on to the moving on to what we what I learned this week. Uh, a couple of things. Number one. Number one, uh, what I learned this week, and I've done this before on the show, but I'm going to rehash it again. I may rehash it again as we go through this season. Charles Barkley, please shut up. Okay, I agree wholeheartedly, man. Charles Barkley, a is real. very difficult to listen to. Listen, it is it it is now 2017, so I have to update the hashtag. But it's boycott Barkley 2017. I think right now they are or they have in the process of revealing the All Star starters. Um, I'm there for the jokes for the inside of the NBA. I'm not necessarily there for the analysis. Uh, what got me is Barkley got on TV and said that the that the state of the league is in shambles. That the basketball is horrible. That it's unwatchable. That it's 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 terrible to use his phraseology. And my issue with that is Charles Barkley gets paid millions of dollars to watch what he calls crap. If it is so crappy, walk away. Right. Walk away. And as a fan of the NBA, as one who who loves who loves the game, who loves the product, who loves some of the teams that I'm watching, even some of the bad ones, Charles Barkley is here to help promote the game. When he goes on these shows, 
yes, he's here to give his opinion. He's here to give his analysis, but he's also here to promote the game. And when you contrast Barkley to some of the biggest names in football, you rarely hear analysts call the game trash. You rarely hear analysts speak badly about the game. If they do have a critical opinion of the game, they always seem to bring it back to a positive. Not Charles Barkley. The one and done sucks. These players aren't good. They're not ready. They're they they don't know how to play the game. It's da 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 da. And it's like, dude, these players are as good, if not better. I just read an article that talked about that the top players in this game. We may have more top players in this game now than we did back in the golden era, the golden age of the eighties and nineties. I don't understand why. What are you talking about? Because in the eighties and nineties, you could have just been ahead of your time. Are we going to really do this for the whole episode? <laughs> no. Are we doing this for the whole episode? No. But in a sense, I kind of understand with I understand the, the point of view on the one-and-dones because I think that there's just a handful of one-and-dones that really pan out to be what, you know, what they're supposed to be. I think that – I think the idea – like, you have a lot of these guys that are just – I mean, they're gone after college, and then they don't make a roster. They don't, you know – they. And it's just kind of over overdone in a sense, um, but I Charles Barkley is just hard to listen to. Like his sentence structure and and <laughs> like he's just I don't very. I think d- you listen to Barkley for his sentence structure. You're not listening to Barkley because you're going, oh wait, he wait was that a preposition? That well, okay, just- and I don't want this to be at in, in out of bad taste or anything, but I was watching the um, Cavs and Warriors. Okay, and I was watching. Um, before the Cavs and Warriors, they were doing like a little, um, a little, a little part where Wait, uh, is this a fire drill? Do we need to evacuate? So there may be a fire upstairs. <laughs> uh, I'm y'all can continue the podcast. I'm gonna go up to check on it. Uh, it stopped. Well, if it's anything like when I was growing up, that meant dinner was ready. When I was growing up, when the yeah. fire alarm went off because we had one of them ovens that anytime you open the oven to like check on the food, right. The fire alarm. And that went happens off. with our stove. So well. like we would just be upstairs in, in in our room, and then the fire alarm would go off. I'm like, okay, dinner's done. Yeah, yeah, it's similar. <laughs> it's similar to that. It's similar to that. But yeah, I'll still go. I'll still go check on it just because I love my life. Yeah. But y'all feel free to stay down here and uh and just continue the podcast while I go upstairs. <laughs> Insert battle ad, battle rap ad lib right here. That was fire. <laughs> no, no, for the listeners, um. Trent with MMP Studios, where we are recording. Wow, I um, forgot like the entire intro because we started doing this whole argument about Peyton Manning. And yeah, I know, right? Shout out to Amped Entertainment. But um, his fire alarm just went off in the studio, so we are um, using our best Im- improvising skills right now. But what I was saying was I was watching the, um, the game, the Cavs and the Warriors, and Charles Barkley, they were doing like a pretty like serious segment on Dr. Martin Luther King. Okay. And... Uh, like, Ernie was just asking them questions, you know, in regards to, like, where they were when they first heard speeches and different things like that. And Charles Barkley's answers were, like, like I was almost, like, laughing at how bad they were. And I felt bad because, like, they were, it was supposed to be, like, this real serious moment. I'm like, this dude is an idiot. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's not very nice. But I was just like, I can't listen to Charles Barkley. I can't do it. I had to check that out. I heard the segment was very good despite – Despite your criticisms of Charles, I heard that segment was very good, so I had to check it out. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm here. I'm not here for Charles's analysis of the NBA anymore. 
again, you guys have heard me talk about my issues with him. The Clay Thompson is the second best overall player in the league. Uh, oh, by the way, Russell Westbrook's not an all-star starter. Word? Yeah. Who's starting? <laughs> Curry, Durant, um, Harden, Davis, and... I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense because the fan vote is going to push Curry. Yeah. Um, that, that that may be why he, although, I mean. I mean, he obviously doesn't deserve to start over Westbrook this year. No, he doesn't. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's just more more few. Man, are we going to this game in OKC? It's not till March. No, it's not. It's in February. I, I think it's. Are you sure? I'll show you after the show. I'll show you the screen okay, cap. I just took. I thought it was originally in January. Nah, tickets are 180. Yeah, I've seen it too. I've seen it too. I was looking it up the other day. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in going to that game. All right. So anyway, but again, it's boycott Barkley 2K17. Mm-hmm. Enough is enough. Also, I don't know if you got the sound ready for this. If not, I can go to the next one and come back to it. Uh, uh, I definitely was trying to get my uh silent producer on and get you the date for the OKC uh Warriors game. Uh, this is Kevin Durant's return to OKC, by the way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's, okay. It's February 20th. 12th. No, February 11th. Dang. And then they have another one. They have another one. In March. In March, the 20th. What's the 11th? Is it at Golden State or at? at bo- uh, Both should be at, at Golden th- State. At, no, at the Thunder. At, in OKC. I mean, at OKC, I'm sorry. Yeah. The oh. uh, February 11th is in OKC, and then the 20th is in OKC as well. I can't do February well. 11th. Dang. I just got booked for an event, so <laughs> February 11th. And that's his return to, to OKC for the first time. Uh, and and what, what clip will you need him, sir? Oh, Damon Harrison. Damon oh, Harrison. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have that. All right, so this is I'm going to let Damon Harrison speak first, and then I'll get into the other, what I learned this week. Okay, I have it, uh, meaning I'm pulling it up right now. And now, so now, let me let me now, vamp. now David Harris is about to talk. All right, all right. So let me let me explain. So this is Damon Harrison. He he's goes by Snacks. Snacks Harrison. He's a de- defensive tackle for the New York Giants. He was talking about going into the playoff game against the Packers, and they asked him a question about does experience matter for these playoff games, or the fact that he doesn't have experience. Does he think that that will hurt him and the team? I just won the Super Bowl last night on Madden with the Green Bay Packers. I go to the playoffs every year on Madden, so I have some playoff experience. I was using Rodgers pretty good on Madden, so, um, you know, hopefully I I know some of his weaknesses. Because, you know, Madden doesn't lie. (laughs) Is he better in Madden or better in real life? Depending on who you see these thumbs right here, man. (laughs) I can make anybody great on Madden. So that was Damon Harrison talking about Madden. So, first of all, let me, before I explain why I brought this up, I should have known that the Giants were going to lose in the week leading up to that game because of everything that happened. First of all, you had Odell and the boys going on the boat to Miami. You had the the defensive back calling themselves the New York Pass Defense or the NYPD. You had Snacks Harrison talking about winning the Super Bowl with the Packers. Like, first of all, bro, like you play for the Giants. What are you doing? Like, like when you when you have this, this is like me getting on a college football game, playing a war. He picks Tennessee, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get Bama. Like, like, no, I'm going to go get Notre Dame. first. So all those things together should have let me know that they were going to lose that game. But the reason that I brought this up is because he mentioned Madden experience. And for a while, I've been pushing this theory or this idea that NFL teams need to hire 
people with Madden experience. And why do I say they need to hire people? Specifically for these reasons. Clock management and use of timeouts. If you watched the Chiefs play last week, this past weekend against the Steelers, their clock management was terrible. They moved incredibly too slow. Then they get down, what was that, that fourth down, they have to burn a timeout. Yep. You got to be prepared. And so by having a Madden coordinator, when we get into these situations, you can go to your Madden coordinator and say, okay, I got six minutes left. I got six minutes left, two timeouts. What do I do? And I'm, I'm dead serious because these guys don't know how to – NFL head coaches routinely struggle with clock management. They struggle with challenges. They struggle with clock management, and they struggle with timeouts and when to use timeouts. You need a Madden coordinator who can help you out because we have to manage all these things on the fly. We have to – we're down 14. There's six minutes. We're starting the fourth quarter. We got to go no huddle. We – we, we got to do all these things. We have all these decisions to make, and we do it – well, not always successfully, but a high amount of time we do it successfully. I feel like that this is specifically Andy Reid related. It is not Andy Reid related, although Andy Reid could use a Madden coordinator like nobody's business. I, I feel like that this was just – well, they, he took like nine minutes to go – the slowest two-minute drill of all like time. It was like nine-minute drive or something And this is like, like – like I thought, we were da- we were down, I think, by eight. Uh, eight, yeah. And I thought Nine in those situations drive. you're supposed to have like two or three plays called. So once you call one play, you get up to the line of scrimmage. They were running plays like, hey, we up three, and we're trying to bleed the clock. But, no, it's not. Andy Reid could definitely use a Madden coordinator. But seriously, man, these teams could use these coordinators who, who they can rely on for clock management and, time, and timeouts because they seem to bungle them so often, especially challenges. Um, Bill O'Brien made me want to fight him because of his use of challenges this year. Some of the dumbest challenges I've ever seen in my life. He's like, bro, fire whoever's telling you the challenges because it's an, it's an awful look. But anyway, but that's what I learned this week. These guys could use a Madden coordinator to help them with timeouts, challenges, and clock management because we have to have all of those things when we play Madden, and we seem to do it very well a high amount of time. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I don't play video games. So I don't own a video game console. The last time I spent more than 30 minutes playing a sports video game was College Football 2003 with Joey Harrington on the front. Wow. And the Oregon Oregon Ducks. Um, And I thought Joey Harrington was going to be the truth. I thought he was going to be a beast, too. I thought he was going to be the truth. 2004 had Carson Palmer on it. That had the Vince Young team that won the title. Yeah. Um, Me and my brother used to have wars. (laughs) Me and my brother used to have wars. With and with uh Vince Young, he used to get the Virginia Tech team that had Marcus Vick on it. Oh yeah, we used to have some wars on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really I, with the Madden coordinator things, but then you know it would just be so easy to fire that guy. You know, if he was to make a mistake, it's just like, what are you doing here anyway? All you do is play video games. Like, you're but fired. I'm he, but I am I am so it's another fall guy. So <laughs> I'll put it to you like this: in my job, I work I supervise a mailroom, right? In my job, I work I work I supervise a mailroom for an engineering firm. Engineers, you have to be billable to make money, to be profitable. We are an expense. We're overhead. We don't make the company money. So how do we save the company? Or how do we help the company? We help them by saving money, by t- telling them the best way to ship things so that they can save money on their project and help them be more profitable. So by having a Madden coordinator, it's the same thing. Yes, all I do is play video games. All I do, but, at, but when it's crunch time, and you go, do I challenge here or not? No, coach. I'm telling you now, I looked at the tape. 
You do not. You're not going to win this challenge. Don't waste your time. Or do you think that they have that already? They do, but they're horrible at it. <laughs> so, so that's why, because these guys are all football guys. Yeah. See, they're in. I'm thinking outside the box. Here. I see what you're saying. I'm outside the box. I'm not in this. You're like football. analytics. You're like, hey, let's get this clipboard nerdy dude. It's a new. It's new. It's new gamer. age analytics. It's just a new way of looking at yeah. the game. Hey, Les all. Miles could possibly still have a job if he had a. Because uh, <laughs> I think Les Miles makes Andy Reid look like you know, really, really good. Like with Bill game Belichick, management. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's funny though. But yeah, but last thing and we'll move on. Um, so this is today is the nineteenth. Uh, it's Thursday, January nineteenth, and tomorrow officially a change happens in the White House as Donald Trump takes over as president. And so I would just want to say myself goodbye to President. Promise at Michelle, President Obama and First Lady Michelle Obama. Um, so was that prophecy? No, I don't was, think she's running. Was that prophecy? Okay. Nah, because black folk, look, let me tell you something. <laughs> Michelle Obama <laughs> run for president, <laughs> and Republicans start trying to slander her. Black folk going to fight. Right, for real. They, nah, it's going to be some fights. It's going to be some fights. stuff about Barack. But you <laughs> say so, so we talking about mamas. Right. That, so that's, we talking that's about mamas. <laughs> that's, that's exactly <laughs> how it's going to be. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's like talking about your mama. So, no, she can't run for black folk sanity because we can't be out here. All all of us can't be in jail for fighting over Michelle Obama. But, no. Um, but I want to say goodbye officially to President and First Lady. Um, it has been a pleasure watching you guys. Um, so, I pers- I voted for Obama both times. I, I have no problem putting it out there. I did not vote for him because he was black. I know a lot of black people who voted for him because he was black. And you might say, well, that's stupid. And I used to have that thought as well until I realized there are people who vote completely Democratic or completely Republican because they're Democratic or Republican, regardless of their platform, regardless of their intelligence. So, you know, you can't really call people who voted for him black stupid because, you know, right. But, um, but you know, I want to say goodbye to them. It has been a pleasure watching you. It has not been there is no perfect president. Um, there's never been a perfect president. Um, it has been a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but I appreciate it watching uh, you guys in office. Um, I think for me, watching you is the realization of what this country can be. It's kind of like an I, a reality of what we could be at our best. Um, I do find it funny that Republicans complain for eight years about Obama. Democrats are like, shut up and deal with it. And now that Trump is in, like the roles have switched, that Democrats are crying about it and Republicans are like, shut up and deal with it. I find that to be funny. Um, and also, you know, to President Trump, I do wish you lots of success because I live here. Right. Hello. Course. I live here, and so I do wish you success. I think we're going to have my man Lavoisier, or our guy, oh, yeah. Yeah, our man's Lavoisier on at some point to talk about this because he's made a lot of good points about entertainers and athletes and, and stuff meeting with Trump and black people being in arms about that. So we're going to have him on. That dude is really, really good. He runs a site called Grow the Heck Up. Um, I've talked to him a few times on the phone. Cool cat, man. So we're going to have him on to talk more about Trump and the incoming presidency and um, you know, because he talks about it's Grow the Heck Up, where we discuss hip-hop, politics, religion, and the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll tell you what, man. That dude is – he's a passionate man. He's, he a, is. he's a passionate he guy. Is. And he's uh, – um, but, yeah. Uh, and I, I would like to say – I would like to reiterate just your sentiments in that aspect is, um, you know, thank you for the last eight years. It is not an easy job. Um, <laughs> you know how we talk about how the quarterback gets praised for everything and takes the fall for everything. Well, um, yeah. you know, being the quarterback of America, um, <laughs> is not always <laughs> the what easiest is job, you know, man. And so, um, 
like you said, I wish I, I, I wish the best for you know for President Trump that's being um inaugurated uh this week. And um I yeah, yeah tomorrow, tomorrow goes down. Yeah. Um and my prayers are just with both families. You know, I just yeah. think that I think as a Christian you just have to you just have to pray um Absolutely and uh and just be brought back to the fact that uh, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Libertarian, Black, White. You boy. know, hey, boy, preaching that thing. Go hey, ahead, boy. you know, like that's just kind. Of, I, I, you know, I don't what? get too. You know, and this ain't even really deep. You know, but it's just you know, there's just so many opinions that you can have. You know, and so many different things you can dissect. And at the end of the day, you know, um, that's what it, that's what it boils down to. And and it's not changing, you know. There's not there's nobody's gonna swoop in tomorrow and be like, "Yeah, just kidding," you know. I don't think Ashton Kutcher is gonna come out and be like, "You're all punked, America. <laughs> you just got punked." Yeah. So, so yeah, definitely just keep them in prayer. So you know what it is. He was with the kids at Rosedale on Wednesday, and it's just it's just the residue. It's the overflow. Yeah, the overflow of the anointing. Mm. Chobo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can say Cholo. Chobo. I gave the Chobo. word last night at church and um. Uh, the youth pastor, I saw him on Saturday, and he asked me, hey, you want to come by the church on Wednesday and visit the kids? And I said, yeah, that's fine. Just text me on Wednesday and let me remind me. He texts me, and he's like, you coming by the church tonight, right? And I was like, yeah, I'll come by. He's like, you're bringing the word, right? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm bringing the word, you know? And then uh, I, I gave probably the most cliche sermon of all time called Wait, was it Life. Battle, was it battling sin? Yeah, life is a battle. <laughs> I, I basically, yeah. I had three alliterated points, and there were each one round apiece, you know? Like, right. you know? Mm. And we had to 30 the devil. <laughs> Jersey. Jersey. I almost just dropped the mic five minutes into the sermon. Jersey. <laughs> what, y'all don't like my haymakers? <laughs> Yo. And also. Bible bar. And he took a picture, and he was looking like a Tennessee assistant coach. Sure out here did. doing some work for the community. Like, one day, kids, <laughs> you work hard enough, you too can get a scholarship. The United Way. <laughs> but yeah. I look like a Madden coordinator. <laughs> Hilarious. But, you know, but you know, again, goodbye, hello, let's get it on. But speaking of polarizing, oh, hold on, before I get to polarizing figures. What have you, I, see, this is what happens when you're so busy at work. What are you looking forward to this week? What am I looking forward to this week? Um, I'm looking forward to battle rap. Uh, that's really the biggest thing for me this week. Um, this weekend is U Dub's event, and we got a big, big battle: Hitman Hollow versus Shotgun Shug, Sharon versus Tay Rock, Arsenal versus Chilla Jones, Rad B versus T Rex. Um, yeah, this is like a, a stacked pay per view card. So I'm looking forward to that. I feel like they do Arsenal battles like once a month. You know, there's a handful of guys now that are just out there getting their paychecks and, you know. Shout out to B-Magic. <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out to out. DNA, Charlie uh, Clips. Master uh, uh, <laughs> went on a tear. What's funny is DNA battled 22 times last year. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. 22 times. That's 22 crazy. times last That's year. Crazy. That's a lot of gun bars. But you can also imagine, I mean, DNA's got to at least get 1000 to $1,500 a battle, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, he just wrote raps and made forty grand a year, you know? That's not him. bad. No. Nope. That's not bad. <laughs> not bad work <laughs> if you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not bad work if you can get so, it. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. And then, um, obviously, NFL this weekend. 
Um, looking forward to that as well. But we're going to touch on that, I think, there's, as well. There's NFL this weekend. Yeah, I, I believe it or not, four teams actually made it. it. <laughs> hadn't heard heard about any football Yikes. at all. Doesn't exist. Does wow. not exist. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. So, we're going to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Because I was speaking of polarizing figures that that people are on one side or the other about. Um, three guys made it in. Tim Raines, Rock Raines made it in. Montreal Expo, wow. uh, Chicago White Sox. Ivan Pudge Rodriguez made it in. He was with a ton of teams. I was looking at his resume today. It's like Yankees, Rangers, Rangers twice, Houston, uh, Marlins. Pudge was first ballot, right? Pudge was first ballot. Yep. It's so disrespectful. Like, if you don't get a certain amount of votes on the first ballot, they just say you're done. You're done. I was looking at that like, um, oh, man, Jorge Posada, he got like 3% of the vote. Really? Done. Wow. Never to be heard from again. Um, But, yeah, like, you know, so if you don't, like some guys got like 0.5, 0.8. It was names like, wow, that guy? Okay. He was. How did he even make the ballot? But, you know, but, yeah, so they're done. And finally, the final guy to get in, Jeff Bagwell. not Buff Bagwell from no, WCW. Not fame. to be confused with uh, <laughs> right. Not to be confused with Buff Bagwell of of NWO fame. Um, However, might have taken the same amount of steroids. <laughs> but we'll get to Clemens and uh, Barry Bonds later. Yeah, but speaking of, well, see, and this is this is interesting to me, right? Because Pudge Rodriguez was named in Conseco's book mm-hmm. as the guy that he personally injected with steroids. Uh, Jeff Bagwell was also a someone who never. Never tested positive, never – I think they asked Pudge Rodriguez, was he in that report that came out like in 2004 where they were saying these 100 guys were tested positive for steroids, and he goes, only God knows. What's <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> answer? Man, it's not very convincing there, Pudge. Uh, but these two guys were considered to be steroid users. They were never tested positive. They were never – their names have never popped up in a Balco report. Or with, uh, I think it's Anthony Galea was a guy that got in trouble with uh, with A-Rod. But speaking of guys who are alleged steroid users, because they've never <laughs> been proven guilty or never popped, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds got 54 and 53%. I think they're right in the same area that they were last year. But a lot of the talk is that these guys are going to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I heard that last night as well. Um, and so that in the next couple of years that you had a lot of these new, and I'm pretty sure they're going to call them millennials, millennial voters, and some of these older guys are falling off, and they don't care about the steroids that these players took. So what 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 is your stance on that? I've not really um, – I'm not a big, like – I guess I am I'm, – I'm, I'm not for breaking the rules. Right. But I personally don't know, like, I mean, the the steroid usage is not that big of a deal to me. So maybe I am maybe I'm, I'm a millennial. But you have to understand that with baseball, baseball is America's pastime. Right. I mean, this is the sport that older people probably would hold to longer than anything else, I, I would assume. You know, this is the your – you know, take me out to the ball game. This is your, you know, your hot dog. Yeah, your hot dog. I mean, and so I understand why it's such a big deal. I understand why Pete Rose, you know, the issues with Pete Rose and, and, and such a big deal. But what is it, 10 years that you're on the ballot? Uh, 15. 15 years? Yep, 15. Yeah. I, I think Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I think this is their fifth year. 
respectively, because they retired, I think, the same year. This is their fifth year on the ballot, so, I mean, they got 10 more years ago. And so the notion is is that over the next three to four years that they're going to continue to pick up votes and that they're going to eventually get in. So I personally, to me, the your Hall of Fame is a museum, right? You're telling the story of your sport. You cannot tell the story of your sport without mentioning Roger Clemens. You cannot tell the story of your sport without mentioning Barry Bonds. To me, Sammy Sosa is at 8%, 8%. He's not getting in. There's no – unless there's some sea change that happens in the next two years, he's not getting in. And to me, you can't tell the story of baseball without Sammy Sosa. Or, or Pete, Mark McGuire. Or Pete Rose. Yeah, that's true. Pete – I, that's the one that, that boggles me even more. Like, I get it, but I think that's more, like, emotional. Y'all, like, in y'all feelings about Pete Rose and him gambling and stuff like that. I, I get it. Like, I get it, but he was a manager. He wasn't a player and all this other stuff. And I know Pete, the Pete, the, the baseball, you know, purist out there would be having my head. But let the man in the Hall of Fame. Like, he, he didn't take any PDs, and he still, he is a Hall of Famer. And he does a really good Skechers commercial. He does. He does Skechers? Isn't that where he's like, Pete's in the hall, and yeah, he's walking yeah. in, the, in the hall in the hall. his speaking yeah. of Speaking of uh, <laughs> pimping yourself out for money, Jerry Rice and these Popeye's <laughs> commercials. And in the picture that Mark is putting the group of him with this helmet with, like, the piece of chicken on the, the bar, which is, like, the stereotype lights are like horns are going off in my head about bro. Although Bomani Jones cracked me up, he said if he had another piece of chicken on there, I'd be on Amazon trying to figure out how I could I could own this contraption. But <laughs> but I mean, you know, like Jerry Rice. When I first saw the commercial, I was like, dang, Jerry, is is Tom's tough out here? Is the mortgage creeping up on you? I mean, did you did you have to refi? Like, what is going on? Cause he had the van, you had the Van Hughes and joints popping with him and Steve Young. You know, he he come hang out the Super Bowl with me and Dion a couple of years ago. Now all of a sudden he doing these chicken commercials, and I'm like, man, what is? I mean, look, my mom used to work at Popeyes. I love Popeyes. Popeyes is my favorite fast food chicken. So I ain't necessarily hating on the brother. I'm just saying, hey, if y'all want to sponsor this, the black and white thing, Popeyes, I will I will put a face mask on. I will dress up in some chicken if y'all gonna give me some money, straight up. I'll do that. What was that Mary J. Blige joint? Crispy chicken. Fresh oh, chicken. yeah. And they I, went ham on her. But I like that commercial, by the way. Like, I thought it was a dope commercial. If you're going to pay me, I will shuck and jive all you want. But I don't Call me what you want. I don't know. But call me rich. Hey, hold on, bro. Oh, you know, this is the last day we can do this because Trump's America starts tomorrow. So get all your, you know, buffoonery out right now. <laughs> get all your buffoonery out right now. All right. All right. But anyway. We digress. Oh, but I just got back from the bathroom. What were you guys talking about? Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Hilarious. But anyway. But anyway. Um, but back to back to Clemens and Bonds. Like, like it doesn't matter to me. And also of note, Bud Selig, the commissioner over the steroid area, is getting in. LaRusa, manager of Mark McGuire during his steroid use, which I believe spanned from his Oakland A's tenure and his uh, St. Louis Cardinals tenure in the Hall of Fame. Joe Torrey. And these guys are getting in the Hall of Fame who oversaw this steroid era. So if the manager can get in, if the commissioner can get in, why can't the players? Well, just to just to bring it uh, the opposite end of it, I did see the um, the video of the phone call that Tim Raines got. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that was really, really cool because it was his last year on the ballot. It was his last year, and you know, it was overdue. He should have been in. Yeah, he should have been in before. And um, from what I understand, he was kind of considered what poor man's Tony Gwynn, or was it was he kind of always overshadowed a little bit, you know? And so to see him get that call, you know, with his family around and everything, I thought it was really cool. And you know, it is such a dope moment. And the way that I understand this works, it's really nerve wracking. Like you're you're waiting literally for someone to call you and say. You're in. And so you're telling all your friends, don't call me, don't text me. And then your phone rings. It's like, did you get in? No, nah, man, quit call. Like, chill. You know what I'm saying? And so you're waiting for this phone call. And I think there's like a deadline. If you don't get the call by a certain point, you didn't get in. And so for a guy who on his last try, he maybe have gotten in through the player. I think there's like a players committee that can vote you in after you're done with the riders. But, yeah, congratulations to all those guys. Whether you are suspected of steroids or not, I don't care. Personally, I'm not a big morals guy in that way. Um, but, you know, congratulations That's how I feel to too. It's guys. like, come on, I want to see you hit a ball really far. Right. I like, mean, I, I don't want – I mean, I feel bad, like, um, being an advocate for something that might do you harm health-wise, in a sense. But, like, like that's what we want in sports. We want these freaking huge monster NFL players to just run around and just tackle each but, other. But I think it's different. Like, to me, PEDs are more dangerous in football – boxing uh, you know stuff like that we're talking about uh, contact sports we're talking about hitting the baseball out of the field yes i know that increases your numbers and then all of that other stuff but it's not a contact sport you hitting a you hitting a hitting a ball now it has effects on you that can be damaging but i think i just feel differently versus baseball players using steroids versus football or boxers or MMA players. But here's the thing, though. You mentioned the numbers. The numbers are sacred in that sport. So, you know, there are people who refuse to honor Barry Bonds as the single-season home run king and the all-time home run king because of his actions, because he – well, I shouldn't say his actions, his alleged actions, because he's never been proven to have used anything. But and, and, and we're 100%, you know, sure that no one else – has used steroids yeah. before it before all of this stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, it's I don't so you guys can tell us what you think. Should Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens be in the Hall of Fame? Hit us up. You can search, you know, go to our Twitter account or go to the Facebook at Brains and Bars and let us know. What do you think? Should those guys be in the Hall of Fame? I think we're all in agreement that they all should be in for pretty much the same reasons. We don't pretty much we don't care about what these guys do to themselves in order to do that. Um, but let us know. Maybe we're wrong. Tell us if we're tripping. All right. So moving on, we're going to be NFL heavy um, real quick because we didn't record last week because of the ice storm apocalypse that never came. <laughs> uh, so we weren't here to talk about the fallout from wildcard weekend. So a couple of things I want to hit Odell Beckham fallout. First of all, let's I want again. Oh, can we play that? I want a boat. I want a boat. Can we get that drop? I'll get that for you. Don't worry about it. All right. It. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool, 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 But he uh, he didn't have a good game, which, again, you sh- I should have seen this coming. I was afraid that the Packers are going to go on this run and Eli was going to get all this praise. And, no, that didn't happen. They lost the game. The entire team um, they had a bad game. Eli was just – he was eh. The wide receivers were bad. The secondary was bad. It was worse. And they didn't get the job done. But there was only – one person, yeah, drop top. Um, there was only one person who was dropping or who was seemed to get getting the brunt of the blame, and that was Odell Beckham. So, real quick, he should have caught two of those three passes mm-hmm. that he dropped. 
The one, the first one, the touchdown would have been a tough catch. Should have caught it. The second one, he said he wasn't expecting it. He thought the, he wasn't going to be involved in the route. He got free at the last moment. He wasn't expecting the ball. Still should have caught it. The third one where Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman went full lame-o, uh, went full buster, and, and talking about the boat, he drops it. Uh, you know, and the last thing I'll say about that, announce, we need some cool NFL announcers. These lame guys, uh, I can't. I agree. There's not very many good NFL announcers at all. They're, they're, it's, not, it's not even that they're not good. They're just lame. Like, they're lame. Like, they're just not. <laughs> they're just lame. Like, when he goes, when Joe goes, I, I hate to do it, but we got to talk about what happened on the boat. No, we don't have to we, talk about. The, he couldn't have caught the pass. You know who not going to talk about the boat? John Gruden. John Gruden. I love John Gruden as an NFL guy. Like he don't talk. He John Gruden talks about the most random stuff. Don't have nothing to do with. I just remembered why he's not supposed to have a microphone. Right. I'm just like, wait, what are you what doing? You don't like John Gruden as an NFL guy? I don't understand what that has to do with Odell Beckham in the boat. Oh, well, you talking about <laughs> NFL announcers? <laughs> you talking about Joe Buck? If, no. if if John Gruden was calling that game, you wouldn't hear that type of nonsense. Okay, way to bring it back full circle. I'm still not with you. But but yeah but anyway but yeah we go we just I go. did see um, I did see an interview that said the defensive backs declined to go on the boat trip they should have went on the boat trip the way they performed <laughs> they needed some sun and relaxation before that playoff yeah. game they were terrible they asked them what did they do and they said we can't say that on camera that's what uh, Landon, Landon said. this is a must lie situation <laughs> this is a must lie situation you can't be talking about we can't say that yeah. on camera <laughs> I'm like yo. <laughs> I know where y'all went. <laughs> they went to Miami to get on the boat. I know where y'all went. Yeah, 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 Second yeah. floor tootsies getting shoulder ropes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yo, just lie. Yeah, that's a this just lie. Oh, we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Yeah. yeah we went to Chuck E. Cheese. We was we was in our time. we was in our playbooks. That's where we was at. Family time. That's all. Oh wow, Landon Collins. Come on. Yeah, man. The Giants. The Giants took a lot of L's after that game, man. Hilarious. They took a lot of L's. Um, with it being a major market, New York Giants. I, I was. I was glad to see them take all those L's. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But so, in light of all the criticism that Odell got this weekend, you saw. We're. Uh, you know what? I'll wait. I'll wait. Cause we're, we're Come gonna on, get to, get to it. If no, 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 no. We go because we're gonna we'll get to it later. Okay. So we're gonna keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. So. Oh, so also that was what I learned. The sequel, by the way, was that we need more cool announcers because Joe Buck and Troy Eggman were super lame, trying to blame, trying to put the blame for Odell's performance on him taking a boat trip seven days or six days before that game. So finally, what I learned the trilogy, right? So Roger Goodell is uh, going to be in Atlanta this weekend for the NFC title game between the Packers and the Falcons. And what's funny is he's making a return trip because he was there last week. I saw the. I thought. I thought I saw that he was in Kansas City last week. No, he was in Atlanta last oh. week. So he's back again in Atlanta. Um, and normally the commissioner does spend a weekend in an NFC city, and then the next week he goes to an AFC city. But he's changing it up this time around. He's going back. He must have learned. He, welcome to Atlanta, where the players play. Hey, you know what I'm saying? So he must have, you know, had a fun time down there. You know, maybe he hit. You know, maybe he went to Chocolate City. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, um, he went. He's going back there and. I'm like, yo, commissioner, why y'all you gonna you just gonna let these people in New England punk you? Like, are you scared? Do you need to go to church, commissioner? 
You need to buy a dog. Why are you letting these people punk you? Let me tell so Commissioner, I'm not a huge fan of yours. I readily admit that. But I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Here's what you should do. You should show up in New England if the Patriots win the game. And you, should, you shouldn't let these people punk you. You know what you should do? You should go Google Hollywood Hogan. Monday Nitro, the day after he joined the NWO, right? Let's just say the Patriots win this game, and they are at the podium waiting to receive the Lamar Hunt trophy. It hurts, Chiefs fans, I know. You're waiting to receive the trophy. Get your boys, Adolfo and Troy Vincent, to be the outsiders, Hall and Nash. Go <laughs> crash the party and talk about it's a new world order out here. And then get you a Harley. As the boobs rain down as they introduce you, get Jimi Hendrix, voodoo child, playing mm-hmm, in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like where you Get going. you a WCW come on now. championship strap uh-huh. <laughs> and come out here playing a mean air guitar to Jimi Hendrix, voodoo child, as the booze cascade down on you. Mm-hmm. See, you, you can learn yeah, some yeah, things yeah, from yeah, David yeah. Stern. David Stern loved being the villain. He loved your booze. He reveled in your booze. He reveled in your hate. He drank your tears. It gave him strength and power. Commissioner, you need to embrace this. People don't like you. Embrace that. Be the villain. Walk up on that podium and do the Hulk Hogan thing where you cup your ears and listen to the booze. Take the mic and tell them if they keep booing, I'm going to take your second round draft pick and find Robert Kraft $10 million. Then, then go full Boston on them and say, you like apples? Bang. How do you Bang. like them apples? Bang. <laughs> and then get the Don, Don DeMarco, DeMarco truck. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that. It's <laughs> Doggone it. Don't, be, don't let these folks punk you. You run this league, this show league. They got you running scared. They got you running down south. Man, that, I, I'm sorry. I had to take that quick quick detour. But that is what I learned the trilogy, man. They, they People in Boston got, got the commissioner running scared. They think you a punk out here in these streets, commish. Granted, I'd much rather be in Atlanta than uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, New, New England. <laughs> so I know, but I was listening to Bamani Jones. He was like, you know, I don't paying to sit out outside in the cold is hustling backwards. So if I can be right outside in the cold, or if I can be in a air, in a in a climate controlled dome, I'm gonna take the dome. So I'm a real commissioner. If it was me, I'd be there too. But anyway, but that's my advice to you, commissioner. But anyway, I'm, thank you for allowing me to digress and to rant on that particular subject. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. So anyway, speaking of playoffs, Chief Steelers, um, if you want to go, I'll, I'll set you up. If you want to go and get that ready for me. Um, Chief Steelers, rough game this weekend for the Chiefs. Um, we're going to get to them last. We're going to get to them last. Um, save the best for last, I guess. Anyway, uh, Antonio Brown after the game, hanging out. on fa- I still have not seen this video. Hanging out. I watched it. On Facebook Live, while uh, Mike Tomlin was giving his post-game speech, um, Mike Tomlin had some not nice things to say about uh, the Patriots, although I'm pretty sure people have said worse about Brady and Belichick and those guys. And um, he got in trouble. He got, got a little ripped a little bit. And Mike Tomlin had some things to say on Tuesday at his press conference about that. And uh, I think we got that saying. Um, it was foolish of him to do that. Um, it was selfish for him to do that. And it was inconsiderate for him to do that. Um, not only is it a violation of our policy, it is a violation of league policy, um, both of which he knows. So there are consequences to be dealt with from his perspective. Um, we will punish him. We won't punish us. 
Um, and we'll do so swiftly and we'll do so internally. And, we'll and I'll imagine that there are consequences associated um, with the National Football League's policy in that regard. Uh, I'm sure that he'll uh, appropriately absorb all of those things um, and, and as he moves forward. But larger. Right, hold on. Stop, stop right there. Stop right there for a second. All right. So I work in middle management. Again, I just talked about I supervise. And so, you know what Mike Thomas sounded like right there? He sounded like a boss who their employee has done something wrong. They've made people angry. And now he's got to do damage control. And so, you get out there and you say, look, man, I, I apologize for what he's done. Um, but I'm going to sit him down. I'm going to talk to him. We're going to have a real stern talk. We're going we gonna to solve this. We're going to nip this in the bud right now. We won't have no problems in the future. And then this person, the person then goes away feeling very self-assured and happy that the situation, while it didn't go in their favor, is being handled and taken care of. I can now, I, we won't play the rest of the clip, but he talks about, I'm going to talk to Antonio. This is what I'm going to tell him, right? Right? And I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin is basically going to go to him and say, fool, what are you doing? Just cut it. Chill. Can you chill, please? Can you chill? And that's going to be the extent of their conversation. He's not going to go through this whole diatribe about, you're going to get fined by the league, we're going to find you. He may find him. I, I honestly doubt it. This is just my own opinion. But I don't think it was that big a deal. So I'm going to ask you, did you think this was that big a deal? I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, uh, he said he said it was foolish, it was selfish, and it was inconsiderate. In inconsiderate. Yeah. Inconsiderate, right. I, I don't know where selfish really – I don't I don't know if that, that word itself really so, – I don't understand how it's selfish. So here's the thing. You want to hit – so when you are in middle management and someone has done something wrong, there are certain buzzwords. Right, right. You want to hit. So he just he hit, he, he just hit the buzzwords. Bingo. Words. Bingo. He put the free space. Yeah. Selfish. Inconsiderate. Yeah. Um yeah, foolish. Immature, I foolish. Mean, yeah, you know. Bingo. Like, it, I he's going to he's going to walk outside of the press conference, walk in the locker room, look at Antonio Brown and say, "Give me three touchdowns next week and don't do that again." Like that's that's the context of the conversation. It's Antonio Brown. What right. do you mean? Look, did you did, did you hear the context clues? He said I'm going to sit down. I'm going to talk to Antonio. We're going to punish him, but we're not going to punish us. Right. Exactly. So he's not going to miss any time. He's not going to. He's not going. We're not going to do anything to make us lose this game. Right. Because it is Antonio Brown. It is AB. It is the GOAT. I mean, yeah. It, it, but it's not. Okay. Now, if this was M Eli Rogers. Right. I don't know if you even, if this is even Eli Rogers. If I'm it's not, Sammy Coates, he might get cut. He might get cut. Sammy Coates might get benched for the game. I don't, he's that kick. Is it Kobe Hamilton? Oh, let's go Kobe Hamilton. Okay. Kobe Hamilton won't play. Right? So, like he won't see. Somebody might get cut for that. Yeah. yeah if if he was a true. if he was a Patriot, maybe. Because Belichick just be cutting cats like I don't care. I cut. forget. I forget. Well, what Belichick does is he'll cut somebody and then he'll go get the busted paper from like any kind of local uh, gas station or <laughs> you know, and then that's where. It, that's where he recruits most of his players is you have to have a DUI or you have to um, oh. be convicted of a murder. Um, Come on. That's harsh. That's harsh. How's, how's that uh, Aaron uh, Hernandez I know it's a little bit. Going? I know it's a little bit much, but have you you've seen the video of Michael Floyd? I have. That was really bad. So, <laughs> real, so on Real Talk, though, about Michael Floyd, I really hope he's getting help because that oh, was me too. bad. Me too. Like on some real stuff, that was really bad for him to be that gone. That the police are like, roll down the window. And he's like, huh? Put your hand on the steering wheel. Huh? <laughs> like, he's just like, huh? Like, like sleep he's through like three, three light lights. cycles. Like, now, 
Now, I'm, I'm real quick, real quick story time with Uncle A1. I was, Tierra was in college at Rockhurst University, in her dorm. I was sick. I took some NyQuil. You had, so we were in the all, this is all girls dorm, but you could have male visitors, had to be out by a certain time, watching a movie, fell asleep, woke up at 1230, stumbled out. You would have thought I was drunk had you seen me. Stumbled out, stumbled down the stairs past her RA, and I slurred, I'm so sorry. I should have been gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get to my car. <laughs> Get to my car. Drive. Now, I only live at this point. I lived about maybe eight minutes from Rockhurst. Slept through a light. Woke up. Drove home. Somehow got to the house. Got in my car and went to bed. So in some way, in a very small, minute way that is not really minute and really similar, I can relate to Michael Floyd sleeping through the light. The drunk part, I mean, look, I, I took too much NyQuil. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I guess I was on Scissor Up before I knew what Scissor Up was. <laughs> but, you know, but again, that was story time with Uncle A1. But back to Michael Floyd. I hope he gets I hope he gets the help he needs. I hope he balls because I, I feel like the, the Cardinals did him dirty. Hmm. All right, and I totally took you totally off topic with that. So back yeah, to Antonio Brown. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. I'm sorry. Went on that tangent. But so here's another thing. We won't play this clip part of the clip, but and he Mike Tomlin mentions Antonio not wanting to be this guy that bounces around from team to team. His deal, I think, is up this year. Is there any reason he's talked about these? There have been several instances where Antonio's actions have meant that the team has had to deal with answer questions that were not about football. Do you see any way that the that the Steelers let him walk right now? Right now, do they let him walk? Do they let him walk? No. Um, does he walk because they can't get contract negotiations correct? Right. Possibly. I I don't know that they're going to make it to where they're just like, you know, like lowball him that much, but I think that they'll I think that they'll use it as leverage in the negotiation side of it. I I, I don't think so cuz I think that they I, think I, that I don't think we asked you. Oh, ouch. Oh, ow. This uh, Trump's America. Okay. <laughs> no, no, please, please enlighten us, Trent. I just think that they know that Big Ben's window is coming to an end, and they they can't pass on AB if they got Le'Veon. I mean, if especially, I think that they'll be easier to get rid of him if they win the Super Bowl this yeah. year. If this was the Patriots, would Billet would would they get rid of AB? No. You don't think so? Oh, let, 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 let me let me. I'm trying to find it here. 2014, 129 receptions. He's almost. Hold on, almost 1,700 yards, 13 touchdowns. 136 last year, almost a little bit over 1,800, 10 touchdowns. This year, 106 receptions, almost 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. You're not letting that guy walk out the door. He's the second best NFL receiver in the league. 28, 28 years old. Yeah, he's behind Julio Jones in my opinion. Interesting. I I, I have Julio we'll, Jones as the best receiver in the league. But we'll save that debate for another day. Interesting. Yeah, I need to marinate on that a little bit. But no, I don't think they let him go. I don't think Belichick cuts him. Too talented. Um, How many so, years does Big Ben have left? Ooh, good question. Um, There's a guy named Dee Dee Westbrook <laughs> who could be a real good Antonio Brown. <laughs> now I know that's crowning him very very early, but. I, I really think that there's a strong possibility, and there's a lot of ifs, but if the Steelers go and win the Super Bowl, I think there's a 
real possibility that Ben Roethlisberger says, mm, "Wow, I'm good." That's a bold statement. So being under contract till 2019, it wouldn't shock me either. Under contract to 2019. So real quick, lightning round picks: Packers, not Packers, Steelers. What's the other team name? Patriots. I completely banked on their name. Steelers, Patriots. Who you got? Uh, I'm going Patriots. Patriots, big, big, big. Six field goals. Same as they beat the. Six same as they beat the Texans goals. by. I'm going Patriots, like 31 to 14. I'm taking the Steelers. They didn't have Big Ben when they faced them the first. Oh no, they didn't have. Yeah, they were missing Ben first time they faced them. They're going to get it done this time. All right, that's that's man, that's where I'm going with it. Hmm. So, you know, we're going to. I'm going to skip the Packers and Cowboys. So we're running late. We're running on time. I was running late tonight. As a word, best game of the Snapchat. weekend. Best game of the weekend. Yeah. Best game of the weekend. Um, I'm I'm going to come back to this game because I, I have some thoughts for the Cowboys. Um, which y'all had that coming, by the way. I just want to say, yeah, that. they did. But I want to end the show because we live in Kansas City. I want to talk about the Chiefs and the fallout from this game. Are we, are we not going to pick the NFC game? Oh. Yes, we are going to pick the NFC game. I didn't know if he had a plan to bring it back yeah. around or not. My bad, my bad. Packers, Falcons, who you got? I'm going Falcons. I'm actually going Falcons, too. Ooh. I think the Falcons are probably one of the most impressive teams I've seen in the playoffs so far. All right, so I'm going to go I'm going to go Falcons. They're, so they're, like, they're a team like the Chiefs who they seem to break your heart in the playoffs. If it's not here, it's going to be in the Super Bowl. But maybe they – I think Matt Ryan, even though Julio may not be 100%, may not play a lot, I think he's going to get it done. So I'll go with the Falcons. God, I hope I don't regret that. Lastly, Chiefs fallout. Um, so I talked about guys being criticized. Odell gets a lot of criticism. Travis Kelsey drops a pass, pushes a referee, goes off after the game, does not get a lot of criticism. Antonio Brown has been – he's been criticized a little bit. Not heavily. I don't think that's fair. Like, you got to be fair. I get Odell's in a large market. That shouldn't mean anything. The NFL's a national. It's national coverage. gets overcovered, in my opinion. You got to criticize those guys all the same. Travis Kelsey, now twice this year in the game, has cost his team by acting a fool on the field. Um, I'm not here necessarily for the morality play of saying you need to grow up. But in the playoff game, you need, you need, do need to know what time it is. And if I was Justin Houston, bad knee and all, I still would be whooping his tail in the locker room because he cost us three points that could have won us the game. That's my Travis Kelsey thing. Um, was this a, su- a successful season for this team? Whew. Was it a successful season for this team? Um, if you would have asked me before the year and you would have said they would have first round by, won their division, I would say that's a success. Yeah. you know. Um, even if you would have said that they didn't win you know, a playoff game, I would have thought. I didn't anticipate them being that good this year. Um, once they got their first round by, and then looking at the AFC teams, and then looking at the playoff game itself, I, I think is disappointing. Very disappointing into the year. So let me ask. You, let me let me point one other thing out to you. Looking at their draft, Chris Jones, second round, Tyreek Hill, fourth round, Parker Erringer, who was a starter, got hurt. Um. DJ White got time. So they, I mean, they hit on a lot of guys. Some of these guys didn't. Demarcus Robinson, I don't think he's even on the team anymore. No, but, I don't either. But no, they had, I mean, they had a, yeah, the, the, the top two draft picks, you know, panned out really well. But, I mean, the Chiefs draft well, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah. It. I think that it takes. It took a little while for some guys to get started, and they would keep getting hit with injuries on some of their draft picks and stuff like that. But I mean, you got a Marcus Peters is panning out. You got a D Ford that's starting to uh, pan out. I mean, you're starting to get a lot of guys, but it seems like a lot on the defensive side. Minus Tyreek and Travis recently, you didn't have much on the offensive side that was really panning out. But defensively, you're, you're getting some some value there. Let me ask you this, D Ford or Jadavion Clowney? Wow, D Ford, uh, Jadavion Clowney is not even close. You take Jadavion Clowney easily, easy. He's so he. So the last couple of years, D Ford had ten sacks, right? But the thing, so Clowney's playing out of position. Clowney's not playing that rush in. They got him playing a linebacker going out in the space, but he is beasting people. He's literally knocking offensive linemen over. He made Brady's life hell on Sunday. He didn't get the sacks, but he's disruptive. And so sometimes that's just as good as a sack. So, yes, I'm taking Jadavion Clowney and the potential and the upside that comes with him. D Ford is coming along, right, but I would take Jadavion. Hmm. He's running in the right direction. He's headed in the right direction. <laughs> there you ah, go. Bars. Hilarious. Bars. <laughs> so, He's headed in the right direction. Um, defensive side, you can only sign one, Barry or Poe. You can only sign – take the bias out right now. No, the, the bi- What? Take the bias out right now. Eric Berry is the heart and soul of that defense. Like, he is the Ray Lewis of that defense. You mean to tell me that you're going to be like, are you going to take Ray Lewis or Terrell Suggs? And you're going to be like, uh, uh, I don't know. Terrell Suggs kind of a beast. That you might want to pick a, a lesser no, player. No, I, I on the get that. Ball. I mean, I mean, you take you take way I more like, than I like a hungry position pig. player. I mean, being a big guy, I like hungry pig. You know what I'm saying? I like the bloated T-bow, but you can't get. I mean, bloated Eric Berry. You take way more than a position player away from the team when you take out Eric Berry. Okay, okay. So Chiefs fan, we'll post this on the page. Chiefs fans, who would you take? You can only sign one. You can only sign one. Eric Berry. Dontari Poe, they're both free agents this season. You can't franchise. Don't come up on there. I'm a franchise one and sign the other one. No. One leaves, one stays. Who you got? All right, so last question for the Chiefs. Is it time to move on from Alex Smith? Sam Mellinger for the Kansas City Star wrote a column halfway talking about, well, we don't need to move on, but maybe it's time to explore our options. Move on from Alex Smith and find another quarterback, yes or no? Should we listen to Nick Wright for a minute before before we answer that? Before here's let, let A word go first and then we'll let we'll here's let my Nick thing. Wright clip fly. Um you need to move on from the fact you need to move on from the idea that Alex Smith is going to be your long term quarterback. Do you need to move on from Alex? Does Alex Smith need to not be the quarterback next year? I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need I mean like you have to move on from the idea that he's going to win you a Super Bowl. Like the expectations if if you're having expectations of a Super Bowl next year or a AFC Championship game, Alex Smith is not going to get you that, you know? But I moving on from him in, in, in entirely and saying let's throw Bray in there, let's throw Foles in there, let's throw, you know, whoever in there. I mean, why why don't you just ride with Alex one more year and then plan accordingly draft-wise or free agency-wise to just replace him after that? All right. All right. So we'll let the Nick Wright clip play. I'm going to give you what I would do with Alex Smith if I were the GM, and then we'll, uh, we'll call it a night. Alex Smith is a bum, by the way. <laughs> so hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let it go. I'm 
I just say something about Kansas City real quick? Sure. I, I'm sorry, audience, that I bought into it. I'm sorry I came on here and said they were going to beat the Patriots, forgetting that they're, fr- they're they've been frauds my whole life, Colin. <laughs> Since Joe Montana was the quarterback. Since then, they've had a bye four times. Here's how they've lost the first game after the bye. Yeah. They lost a game 10-7 where they missed three field goals. They lost a game to John Elway where they had a lead in the fourth quarter and gave it up. They lost a game against the Colts where they forced zero punts. Whole game, not one punt. (laughs) And now they lost a game where their opponent didn't score a touchdown. And they scored scored two. In in NFL history, teams in the playoffs that have scored two more touchdowns than their opponent are 245-1. and Do you know what the one is? Yours. Kansas City. It's incredible. Yeah, I liked him so too. So that is Nick Wright on the herd with Colin Herd, Colin Cowherd, courtesy of Fox Sports One uh, Radio and the Fox Sports One Network. Um, I feel your pain. I've been here since '93 and I've seen it all. I've and this on the radio. I picked against them because of that reason. They're like the Falcons. They find creative ways to crush their fan base's heart. The 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 one the reason I wanted to play that because I I like Nick Wright but I didn't know he was a Kansas City guy or he was you know on the Kansas City bandwagon but that's exactly how I felt like not only did the Chiefs lose playoff games we lose in NFL record fashion like like the Colts had to set an NFL record for them to win that game versus the Chiefs a couple years ago the 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 Steelers had to set an NFL record to win the game against the Chiefs. That's how we lose games. And being a lifelong Chiefs fan, it's just like, there it goes again. Yeah, it's just frustrating because, you know, some people uh, through social media are saying, oh, yeah, how's it feel the Steelers sent the Chiefs home last week? No. No, they didn't. They didn't. The the Steelers didn't (laughs) send anybody home last week. You know? Um, uh, Chris Boswell sent Chris Boswell. Kicked his field goals, you know, and did what he's supposed to do. But the Chiefs packed up their own bags, you right. know, and went home. And the holding call was too suspect. You know, I'm not going to get into the holding call. It was a hold. Um, I feel like it was a clear hold. It was. Um, he should have just pushed him. Had he just pushed him. And right. not, or or we talk about home cooking. Where's the home cooking at? <laughs> this isn't Where's KU basketball. Home cooking All right, at? It's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> um, I mean, for real. And also, I'm not even going to get so mad about the wide open, you know, Tyreek Hill behind the secondary. And I'm not I'm not going to get mad at that. I'm just going to – it's just the idea of who Alex Smith is. It's the fact that I know he's not going to throw that pass before the snap is even taken, you know? It's just that feeling. It's just like, you know, there's no – there's no, like – you got to have a little bit of gunslinger in you. You got to have a little bit of, you know what? I'm going to go out here and, you know, rain, hail, sleet, or snow put on for my team. And you don't get that out of Alex Smith. I just feel like I want Alex Smith the regular season and then give me a Jay Cutler in the playoffs because he at least going to throw it. He may, listen. Did you just say Jay? Yes. Hold on. So let me before we get even more ridiculous. I'm not. We're just not gonna go down that that, that trail right now. I'm. Dude, we gotta shut that down right now. Just mute. Okay. So real quick, here's if I were the GM, and you guys can let me know if I'm crazy. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. If I'm the Nick, if I'm the Knicks, if I'm the, we're going to talk about the Knicks probably next week. If I'm the Chiefs GM, my first thing I'm doing in the offseason once this Super Bowl is over, I'm calling the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to see. 
if I can get Tony Romo from them for a fifth-round pick that turns into a conditional fourth based on performance and incentives. If I can do that, then I'm going to – I have two guys in the draft that are like a quarterback. I am not an expert. No, I haven't broken down the film. I've just watched them play, and I like them. Number one, Deshaun Kaiser. If I can get Tony Romo, he's off the board. I'm not worried about Deshaun Kaiser. I'm worried about middle linebackers. Number two, that second guy that I really like, Pat Mahomes from Texas Tech. Yes, he played in the spread offense. Yes, it's not an NFL-style offense, but he can slang that thing. He can slang that thing. He's not afraid to go deep, and he can sit behind Romo for two years and get acclimated to the game. He's going to be break. He just sit behind Romo. I mean, I forgot Tennessee. This is the ten. This is the Homer show. This is the Homer show. If this is is break. If we're not calling this the Jack uh-huh. Bauer edition, we're calling it the Homer episode. No, because Bray might Tony Romo might rub off on Tyler Bray and he get injured again, or vice versa, and they both are injured. You never know. I do like Pat Mahomes. I do like Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech. He's got a he's got an arm. He's man. got an he arm. Can sling it he can thing. sling it. And so that would be plan A. Plan B. If the Cowboys say no, they don't want to give up Romo. I go into the draft looking at Deshaun Kaiser. Yes, I'm a Notre Dame guy. Yes, I'm a little bit biased. I think he's the most pro-ready guy, played in the offense with the most pro-style concepts in it. Trubisky was more of a spread guy. Watson was definitely a spread guy. I think he's going to end up being the best quarterback from this draft. So if he falls to around the 20th pick, I'm looking to trade up and grab him. And it's going to be a competition between he and Alex day one to see who's going to be the starter. If he doesn't win it, he's going to be day two. 2018, I tell Alex Smith, thank you for your service. We appreciate your time. We're moving on. And we and I installed Deshaun Kaiser as my number as my QB one in twenty eighteen going forward. Chiefs fans, what do you think? Tell me what you think. Am I crazy? Am I off my rocker? Should I be talking about Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Kaiser? I don't know. But that's what I would do if I were the GM of the Chiefs. Um because I don't I echo a little bit of A Ward sentiments. I don't think that Alex is going is going to well, you if you listen to the show, you've heard me say. Alex is not going to lead you to a championship. So my question, I guess, in that Plan B situation would be, if if you you in the Plan B, you're saying you stick with Alex, you bring in Deshaun Kaiser, and you tell Alex after next year, thank you for your services, and give it over to Deshaun Kaiser. Um, why would you not just pick up your middle linebacker, and then hold out for Sam Darnold? Isn't that, isn't that his name? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and hold out for, you know, that next year to pick up the USC guy. Because I'm not saying Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser to me is like, he's a he's going to be a good quarterback, but I don't know that he's like, this quarterback class is so superior to the next year's quarterback class where it's like, you got to get him now. You know, I think that there might be some guys that are equal, and you can also go ahead and pick up, you know, a value pick at middle linebacker. Um, you're right. I mean, it's something to think about. Um, one, if people are going to be as high on Sam Darnold after this Rose Bowl game as they will be at the end of next season, he won't be there. He won't be there because the Chiefs are going to be good enough again unless the bottom completely falls out that they're going to be in the same top 20 scenario. So they're going to have to trade up to get to that level to get Sam Darnold. Well, you never know. I mean, next year, you know, our division games are in Los Angeles. Las Vegas and Denver. So a lot of guys could get in trouble in those cities. That sounds like a road trip. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like it, I'm saying like huh. sooner or later it's gonna be the Las so Vegas the Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> the 
Los Angeles Chargers right, and the right. Denver Broncos. Are the Raiders – so the Raiders, they filed for relocation, but that would be for next year? No, I don't necessarily know that. I'm just saying like – I think the, I think you might be right, though. I but, think because the when they filed, they could technically play next season like at UNLV. State. I'm just hoping Kelsey grows up quick because <laughs> if not <laughs> – Hilarious. He's going to have like that J.R. Smith. He's going like to be playing for the Patriots in 2019. <laughs> like J.R. Smith uh, on Sundays, like his shooting percentages are yeah. st- are statistically much lower. I'm going to have to play, send you that clip of J.R. when we talk about basketball one day, about his daughter during the NBA Finals. They asked oh, her – Oh, that was hilarious. I played it for A. Ward. They asked, they asked her, you know, are you proud of your daddy? And she's like, I'm just, still, I'm just glad he still has a job. <laughs> but yo, Too funny. But hit us up, man. Tell me what you think about my plan for the Chiefs and their quarterback situation. My plan A, plan B. Tell me if you think I'm crazy. Um, we thank you for listening to this episode. Again, go to iTunes, search it's a black and white thing, soundcloud.com backslash brains and bars to listen to the show. Uh I am award.com, ampedentertainment.net. Um also Facebook and Twitter, search at brains and bars and check us out there. Um, once again, like I said, we thank you guys for listening. We appreciate y'all for the homie A-Ward, for the homie Trent. I'm A-1. Um, and once again, you'll be listening to It's a Black and White thing. We holler at y'all next week, man. Deuces. <laughs>